Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Good to be back with you here on a Monday night following the holiday. I guess it's back to normal for everybody. Normally, I'm here every weeknight starting at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. That means I've already been hanging out for an hour. Thank you to everybody listening on the free Odyssey app. People tuned in on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 158, and everybody tuned in on a smart speaker. I'll be here with you for three more hours. I'm being joined by super producer and host, Dave Shepard. As the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears going at it in Minnesota. Chicago Bears trying to, uh, I don't know, maybe kick a field goal, put the ball in the end zone. As of now, less than a minute left in this game. Minnesota Vikings lead temporarily 10-9. It looks like uh, the Chicago Bears are pretty much pulling up into the red zone. And so let's see if they can punch the ball into the end zone or whether or not they can get away with a kick. You know, Shep, I don't know if this is good or bad. I mean, based on what we've seen, we already saw uh, Chicago miss a field goal earlier. Is it just me, or if they get a chance to kick, even though they're close, they're going to miss it, right? That's the feeling one gets at this point. Um, if you got 55 seconds left near the 10-yard line, you can't play cute. You can't play it safe. Just get the touchdown. I agree, JR. Yeah, punch it in. The yeah. kicker's going to go out there. He's going to stink. He's going to shank it wide left, wide right. Uh, go, go ahead and uh, – and pick one. I mean, to open up the game, uh, they already had a chance. Uh, Santos went for a 48-yard field goal in the first quarter, and he missed that. And do I think he's that much of a bum? No, I don't. But this is the Chicago Bears. I mean, sometimes they're just some teams. They get a chance, they get an opportunity, and somehow they, they blow it. They they can't get the job. They're playing it safe, JR. There's first and five, and they're kneeling. So... Apparently, they just want to make it harder on themselves and just make it come down to one kick. And we saw it, JR. You remember that playoff game a few years ago, Seahawks-Vikings? It was a gimme kick, absolute gimme. So, he's going to make this kick. Okay. I hope you're right. He's going to make this kick. If not, Daniel from Chicago is going to fly off the handle. Well, let's see Let's see if he calls. Let's see what happens with this game. We'll, we'll update you as they, uh, as they pretty much move along without giving you the, the play-by-play. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that momentarily. Yeah, the Vikings have been uh, five and five in one-score games this year. I'd say that's a lot of luck in comparison to last year. I think they were eleven and zero. 
But to open up the show, we talked about everything that's going on through the course of the holidays, so much football. We talked about Frank Reich getting the boot today. We talked about New England losing again. We talked about, uh, well, we're going to get into this, Alabama. Alabama almost lost, but we did see a win. How about Michigan? They had to play it it close this past weekend uh, out in Ann Arbor. I sat in my bed and I watched this game, and I watched it all the way until Kyle McCord went out there and threw an interception late. And we know what Michigan now, 12-0, they beat Ohio State for the third straight time. You know, Ryan Day looked absolutely miserable walking to the locker room when it was all said and done. And Ohio State, with this one loss on its ledger now, and of course here to Michigan, you can pretty much kiss the college uh, football playoff goodbye for Ohio State, especially with all the other competing one-loss teams. And so Michigan, they're going to go on to take Iowa in the Big Ten Championship or take on Iowa, and Iowa can't score worth a damn. And so Michigan is pretty much set here in the college football playoff. And now we'll also see everybody's favorite coach, Harbaugh, return. And so Harbaugh will be back on the sidelines, you know, uh, for the Big Ten championship game. And then presumably, unless he gets suspended again for something that he's unaware of, uh, he'll be right back out there for another go-round in the college football playoff. As the Chicago Bears have kicked the field goal, Carlos Santos makes this one. It's 12 to 10 with 10 seconds left. And so now that the field goal went in, Shep, what do we have? A touchdown on the other end? Are they going to have the, the world's worst squib kick? Like, what do we got here? They're going to hold on to win this one, right? I, I, you know what? Uh, this isn't Jets-Dolphins, so I say yes. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago Bears are going to win this game. Uh, I'd say so. Unless this is, uh, yeah, unless they the Vikings or the Bears become the Jets and they they find a new convenient way to uh, to go out there and lose. Eight five five two one two four CBS. It's eight five five two one two four CBS. Kevin McConnell, O'Connell, for the Minnesota Vikings, looking pretty miserable on the sidelines. Greg is here from Michigan. Greg, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Jr. Mr. Positive, I'm glad you're back. Hope the holidays were great. See you um, as well. Real quick, uh, yes. I don't think the Lakers uh, knew they had a game tonight. Yeah, um, smashed by the Sixers. What was it 130 to like 98 or something like that? Yeah, it was uh, very bad. And uh, I got, you got a cold. It. You sick? What's going on with you? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit under the weather. Okay, um, the Sixers, yes, the Sixers beat the Lakers. It was 138-94, to 94, so, yeah, it was ass-whooping. Um, real quick, were my yes. Bills robbed yesterday? Were the Bills robbed yesterday? Yeah, with uh, the uh, horse collar, the drop fumble by uh, Brown, I think. Uh, nah, man, I don't, I, don't, I don't look at all that crap about. I don't okay. look at games and say this play or this one play or this game, th- or this play decided a game. I looked at a Philadelphia squad that once again showed everybody why they're the best team in the NFL right now. I mean, there was four quarters of play. And Buffalo, are they as bad as some people have, you know, kind of pinned them out to be this year? No. I wouldn't say so. But, right. look, I, I'm not pinning it on horse collars. Nah, man, I'm not doing okay. that. Um, uh, 
Agents of Inclusion coming up. You got to see. Working on a few things for the beginning of the year. Very good. Um, and last but not least, uh, can we don't need hardball, but can Michigan run the table and win the national championship against Georgia? Do they have what it takes, or is the quarterback and a couple other things with Georgia, we can't win? We can can't they? win, Rocky. Yes. I, I think that I think that Michigan can end up winning, but I'm not I'm not going to pin it. I'm still going to go with Georgia, uh, and I don't know to be honest if 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 the country is going to be ready for the uh, the Harbaugh championship run, especially with all of the uh, suspensions from this year. Right, right. Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. Everybody, please go for your dreams. Uh, thank you, Greg. Feel better, Greg. Calling from Michigan. He sounded like he got hit by a truck. He doesn't sound good. Hey, Monday Night Football, it's done. It's not a good game. Chicago Bears, they hold on. They beat Minnesota. The final score, 12-10. to 10. Chicago Bears able to kick that field goal, walk away with the victory, despite Justin Fields turning the ball over on their previous possession and drive. And now he talks to Lisa Salters, who I presume is uh, – is not making up questions or the fact that she spoke to Justin Fields. And, uh, yeah, Chicago Bears, congratulations. They have now in- improved their record here to 4-8. and eight. They look like a respectable team, I guess. Minnesota now falling to an even more mediocre 6-6. Six and six. And, uh, yeah, I guess Justin Fields trying to make more of a, of a case to actually, you know, stick around for this team. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. You, you just heard uh, Greg from Michigan ask about Harbaugh coming back and, and whether he's there or not. Is Michigan going to just run through everybody on its way to a championship? I personally don't think so. But Jim Harbaugh did talk. This is courtesy of the Brad Galley channel on YouTube. And Harbaugh talked about uh, how proud he is of his team to pick up another victory when he's been suspended. Listen to this. Three straight wins over Ohio State. This team is victorious. What's your view of the win that happened and unfolded here on Saturday? It, it was uh, might have been one of my happiest moments. I, I can't think of a more happy moment uh, to uh, to watch our guys and, and the way they've the way they stuck together, the way they've played as a team. So many things, especially screaming loudly, was the team the team, the team. And I heard that with numbing repetition as a, as a young kid growing up in Ann Arbor and then playing for Bo Schembechler at Michigan. The team, the team, the team. And I just kept thinking that was, that was on display. Uh, and the 23 team, I mean, that is the team. Those were one of the biggest thoughts I had during the game. Man, I want this season to end. Whenever it's going to come to an end, I want it to end. And I want him to be ended. I want him to be done in Michigan so we can all move on and get out of the sham. Like, this man is ready to just get the season over with. He's ready to go back to the NFL. I don't know if he's going to go to the Raiders. I know people are saying, oh, man, it'd be great for him to, to, to now be able to coach the Chicago Bears. But we need to get him the hell up on out of Michigan, man. I mean, what's the next suspension? Next year they're going to say he was uh, – you know, he was an, an, an NIL distributor for his own team, and he didn't know about it? I, I don't know. And so Harbaugh is – he ain't long uh, for Michigan, and that's win, lose, or draw. 
he has a, a convenient out to just go ahead and move on. Now, someone who there's a lot of conversations about moving on is Ryan Day. That's three straight losses now to Michigan. I mean, they basically, uh, Ohio State basically owned Michigan while Urban Meyer was there. And so now there's talks about whether Ryan Day is going to take money to go coach somewhere else. Is is Ryan Day now done? Or is people in Ohio going to tolerate him in Columbus? And he looks so dejected walking to the locker room after the game. You would think that someone shot his dog. Ryan Day looked absolutely miserable. This is what he had to say following the loss. We're all disappointed. Uh, we know that um, what this game means to so many people. And um, and so to come up short is certainly uh, crushing, not only uh, just because you invest your whole year in it. We know at Ohio State what this game means. And so um, no, there's, there's a locker room in there that's devastated. Yeah, they are. And, I mean, the way the game ended with Kyle McCord throwing that interception late while they were trying to go down the field pretty much put a fork in them. And then we saw Marvin Harrison Jr. hit the deck. And when I say hit the deck, this man went and sat on the sidelines like he knows his college football career is over. And if I was Marvin Harrison Jr., oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be itching to go into the NFL too. I wouldn't be sitting around waiting for it. Uh, but Ohio State can't get the job done. They'd be hard-pressed to get into the college football playoff this year, and Michigan looks like it has basically secured its spot. So congratulations to them, and uh, thank you, Sharon Moore, for not going out there and shedding even more tears on behalf of everyone's uh, beloved coach, Jim Harbaugh. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I told you, we got a Monday night final. It's over. The Chicago Bears, they just beat the Minnesota Vikings. The final score, 12-10. to 10. We saw a lot of turnovers. We saw a lot of interceptions. We did see the ball get fumbled quite a few times. It's six turnovers total tonight between these two teams who have difficulty putting the ball into the end zone. We're going to hear some of the key plays that got us to a conclusion I told you about Michigan moving on to the playoff and Ohio State now having lost to them three straight times. Uh, We're going to get to Deion Sanders in Colorado because the Buffaloes, they can't pick up a win either. It ain't looking too good for them. And so we'll talk about some of the key plays in tonight's Monday Night Football game. We're going to hear from Deion Sanders. I want you to also hear from Draymond Green, who basically says, oh, yeah, I'd choke somebody else if I needed to. So we got a lot to do. It's the JR Sport Re Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll talk about this football game, Monday Night Football, on the other side of the break. Don't move. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, JR. Um, the magnificent one. Always a pleasure being on the line with you. Thank you very much for taking my call. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. Minnesota, even still being 
at 6 and 6, or I should say falling to 6 and 6 tonight. They're still in the mix for a wild card spot. I mean, what are we doing here? The Chicago Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings the final score 12 to 10. The Chicago Bears, they improved their record to 4 and 8. I just told you about Minnesota. Uh, they fall to 6 and 6 and good on the Chicago Bears. They have now ended a 12-game NFC North losing streak. That's about two years, two years losing to every team in your division. It sounds ridiculous that they couldn't even go out there and pretty much even pick up a W, pick up a win by accident. Pretty bad of Monday night football game. Uh, Fields and Joshua Dobbs from Minnesota, they combined for 380 yards passing. One touchdown, four interceptions, two fumbles, and they were collectively sacked five times. You knew what the tone of this game was pretty much going to be out of the get-go. Cairo Santos, a kicker for the Chicago Bears, he went out there and he missed a field goal to start things. But as you'll hear momentarily, he was able to go out there and be a closer. I want us to get to the, you know what, damn it, let's, Shep, can, can we just go right to the fourth quarter? Can we just do that? I mean, is there another choice? I, was it, did anything happen before that? A couple kicks, right? I mean, a, field, a missed field goal here, <laughs> right. a made field goal here. Right. It was 3-3 three to three at halftime. And then the Chicago Bears at the end of the third, they had a score. They were leading 6-3. to three. And then we got to the fourth quarter, And it was nothing but action. Before we move ahead, I told you about all these damn turnovers. Well, Joshua Dobbs, for the first time in in his career, he went out there and he threw four interceptions, including this one. Number four, this is courtesy of Westwood One. This is in the fourth quarter. From the 36, Vikings, here's a pass, and it's almost picked off, and it was deflected at the line. On that first and 10, it was ricocheted and intercepted by Gordon. Another ricocheted interception by the Bears. Ugh, just ugly. And so now here we are. The score is 9-3. Is to three. The Chicago Bears are leading. Justin Fields had the ball. Until he didn't. This is from the Vikings Radio Network. Justin Fields takes the snap. He's going to try to run it right. He dropped it. Fields dropped it. Did the Minnesota Vikings recover it? Yes, yes, we did. Justin Fields fumbled it. And hey, the Vikings have taken the ball from the Chicago Bears. I like that Viking horn noise. Shep, imagine if you walked into the house, the front door, and that Viking horn went off. Yeah, it's not going off now, uh, but it went off during the game at least. Yeah, well, a couple of good plays. Hey, I think we had another good play. And so the Bears were up, and then Justin Fields, you just heard it, he gave the ball away. And then Joshua Dobbs, he actually passed the ball to one of his teammates. He found TJ Hawkinson, 17-yard pass. Yeah. The Minnesota Vikings, they took the lead. 10 to 9. Listen to this. First and 10 from the Bears, 17. Clock runs. Dobbs, shotgun, short drop. Looks right, sees nothing. Throws to the end zone. Touchdown! TJ 
And then they kicked that extra point that made it 10. Thank you, Vikings Radio Network. And so what happens in football? One team scores, right? And then the other team gets the ball back, right? And so Chicago had the ball until Justin Fields decided to give it away again. Third down for the Bears, third and 10, field shotgun, Minnesota rushes four. Justin steps up, he's going to run, gets to the 40. He's hit! The Vikings radio network, if you couldn't tell. But the Vikings couldn't do anything. They had to punt the ball back to the Chicago Bears. And so now the Bears are trailing. They're losing. Minnesota's up 10 to 9. Chicago's running out of time. They got to get the ball downfield. And that's exactly what they did. Justin Fields, and I want you to listen to this courtesy of Westwood One. Justin Fields connecting with D.J. Moore, 31 yards to help set up a field goal attempt. Listen to this. The Chicago quarterback Fields lines up in the gun, drops back five, right tackle block, winds up, line drive down the field, caught with the leap of the 25, grabbed and running down to the 20-yard line is D.J. Moore and spins by the 15 and down near the 13-12 yard line of Minnesota. What a throw by Fields. 37-yard gain. Timeout Vikings. Kevin Harlan. Shep, is is Mr. Harlan on? He's not on blood pressure medication, is he? No, and that's kind of understated for Kevin Harlan, believe it or not. Maybe it's because it's two loser teams. Listen, better him than Al Michaels calling this game, that's for sure. Ouch. The truth. Al Michaels was telling, he had to tell stories uh, Friday football was so bad. Yeah, he had to talk about Tyreek Hill's fiance. Good job, Michaels. He, he, had, he didn't know that was the fiance. He did, he did not. He, he was hoping it was somebody, though, because he was referencing that more than he was the actual touchdown. Well, I mean, look, look it was the New York Jets, right? And he told the world how uh, Mike McDaniel found his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Al Michaels knows everything about no, not everything. Oh, he knows everything that he's not supposed to know, and he doesn't. He doesn't know what he should know. So, I mean, he doesn't want to talk about Taylor Swift. Yeah, well, that I actually applaud him for. Oh, I'm sure he's a big fan. Yeah. Anyway, tonight the Chicago Bears now down the field, trailing. Cairo Santos, the man who missed a field goal to pretty much open up the game. He got another chance, this time to win it. Let's take a listen and hear what he did. 30-yard field goal for the lead. Clock is ticking at 13. Good snap, ball put down, kick is up, the kick is perfect. The kick is perfect, and the Bears have gone up 12-10 to 10 with 10 seconds to go. Yeah, and that was pretty much all she wrote. Ten seconds left. Uh, Minnesota, when they did get their chance and opportunity, they tried to go for that old uh, backwards pass and lateral and hook and ladder and swing the ball around. The offensive lineman got the ball, and they absolutely went nowhere. And so the Minnesota Vikings, they fall to 6-6. Six and six. Uh, The Chicago Bears, as I told you, they improved their record to 4-8. and eight. And even with an improved record, and I've heard people say this, 
Well, the Chicago Bears, they need to lose to improve their draft stock and status. Man, they they still going to end up with Carolina's pick. I mean, do you need every draft pick? Is it not enough to have, I don't know, number one overall and and another one somewhere pretty damn high in the top ten? Can can we chill out a little bit? Beggars, you going to be choosy as well? I would just look at, at development for Justin Fields. And I don't even know if you'll have enough time. All things considered, I think if you're the Bears and you can get your hands on a QB, do it. Justin Fields tonight started off hot. I think he was a perfect 12 of 12 to start the game. But ultimately, we got a whole lot of nothing. Justin Fields, 27 of 37 passes he completed for 217 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He did fumble the ball twice, and one of those fumbles, absolutely ridiculous. I guess he thought he was Barry Sanders for a second as he decided to attempt to challenge a linebacker. And as you heard that that, that fumble, the ball popped right the hell out. And so for Justin Fields, you want him to improve as a passer. We, We heard this from Ryan Pace. He made it very clear. We know you can run. Can you throw the ball? I don't think we got full evidence or proof of that, even with that big pass. Uh, to D.J. Moore, probably the biggest one of his career, helping to set up a game-winning drive. But Justin Fields still leaves something to be desired. You know, even Lamar Jackson, already one of the most prolific uh, runners that we've seen as a quarterback in the game, he ain't going out there and challenging somebody to pop the ball out, dead out of his hands. Like, I, I can't remember the last time that I've seen a QB, you know, look at a linebacker and decide, you know what? I think it's a good idea to run directly to him. And then Justin Fields, as he walked off the field after turning the ball over, he just looked confused like, oh, man, I'm so disappointed that happened. Well, that's what the hell was going to happen when you're challenging a linebacker in the middle of the field. So congratulations to the Bears. And, Chef, are we going to hear from Daniel, the cab driver? I believe so, yeah, because he doesn't have a lot to talk about when it comes to the Bears. This is actually, all things considered, a yeah. gut-check win. For who? For the Bears. Oh. For the ba- I mean, listen, say what you want about the Vikings. Vikings win this game. They were on the fast track to at least get in the playoffs, given how weak the NFC is, and they snatched it from them. And Justin Fields, in terms of turnovers, could not have played worse. But when he had to get it done in the final drive— Stepped up, DJ Moore, great pass, a great run after the catch. And I give them all the credit in the world for pulling this out and a win is a win, JR. And the question, and you kind of alluded to this, it's not about the draft pick when it comes to Chicago Bears. All the focus right now is, did the Bears do enough to protect Justin Fields in these three years where you feel like they now have an answer of what they want to do with the future at the quarterback position? Because a lot of people feel like Fields got the brunt of this. If I'm Ryan Pace, I'm getting my own quarterback. Okay. Fair enough. And, and, you got you to protect him, though. Yeah, but I'm 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 doing it because it buys me more time to make more money, as the GM. Right. I can walk into the building and say, "Hey, I didn't ch- I didn't choose this dude. He's not my guy. You got to let me pick my own QB." And what does that mean? Unless we completely crap the bed, that's that's gonna give me some time here to you know kind of I don't want to say restart the program, but it gives me the GM. Yeah, I'm making a change. 
And I'm either going to make the money or I'm not. And when I say make the money, I'm talking about from the GM's perspective. Sure. You know, a lot of people don't think like you think about it from a fan's perspective. But the guy calling the shots is trying to keep his job and make money for as long as possible. Well, Jared, let me ask you this question. If you put Caleb Williams, um, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, if you put those guys on this Bears team right now, same personnel minus the quarterback, obviously, are they getting more than four wins? Uh, I mean, that's tough to say. I would say that I, I believe that Caleb Williams is a, a more just a straightforward passer, and I think in the league at this point, that's that's what you want. You want somebody who's going to move forward. I mean, when you take a look at May, I, I don't know that much about him watching, you know, North Carolina or outside of, oh, my God, is he going to run around? And he's big. Like, he's a project. So, uh, yeah, we saw what happened in Indy. <laughs> with, uh, we saw what happened to Richardson with the project. Oh, well. Right. Yeah, but it's it's more so he got he got hurt because they couldn't he protect is him. running around. Right, and they couldn't protect him and the whole iffy Jonathan Taylor situation. So he was never set up for success the rookie, this rookie year. You're right. But yeah, I, but I, just... I, I think it's more so him when it comes down to injury. I think Caleb Williams is a is a safer option at QB. Now I know there's going to be concerns about is he tough enough? Does he have the temperament? Uh, I was less concerned with him crying when he knew that he was eliminated from bowl contention. Uh, I, I've been more concerned with his reactions, you know, after the games when it came down to media. Uh, the last QB that I can really remember who's been, you know, crying or couldn't handle it was was like Cam Newton. He's thinking the same and, thing. Good call. Yeah, and it, it, it became unbearable where it's just like, I right, dude, you you gonna stand around, which is why I look at somebody like Jalen Hurts, and I I think any quarterback, whether you win the game, you lose the game, whether it's a damn draw, yo, just listen to how Jalen Hurts talks, and even even as much as as Russell Wilson always seems to say the right thing, it seems manufactured. Where Jalen Hurts seems to say the right thing, but it comes across a little bit more more authentic. So. If I'm the Bears, if I'm Ryan Pace, I, I would pull the plug on Justin Fields. Uh, that that would give him a little bit more of a stretch, or it could be a detriment. Man, you don't ran through two QBs, and but look, a lot of these GMs they 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 getting hired to be fired anyway. Hey, Marco Belletti, what what the hell would you do if you were the Bears, man? If they end up with Carolina's pick, and let's say they they're numero uno, do you get Justin Fields the hell up on out of there? Yeah, I'm taking Caleb Williams because it buys me three, four more years. Yeah. Uh, and Poles just got there, so that's obviously something that's part of it. It's also, too, keep in mind, they've got two picks at the top of the draft. they got their own and the Panthers. So to say that they can't get some help, they can get help along with the quarterback, plus you move on from fields and see if somebody wants to give you something for him. You're not going to get a first-round pick for him, but yeah. you might get something. And I think right now, if you stick with fields, you're in no man's land because what is this, year three for him? I mean, then you got to worry about, do we pick up his fifth-year option? Do you have to pay him after that? You're setting yourself up down a road where the rest of your club needs to get fixed, if you will, and you can't lock up your quarterback that you don't know what the answer is. you got to move on. You just have to. You're in the better spot. You have to move on. Why Why? Why so many people named Ryan running the Bears? Like, they went from Ryan Pace to Ryan Poles. It's, it's too many <laughs> 
It's like they did they go to the Ryan convention. It's like and too many people to keep up. What but about I, what about Buddy Ryan? Buddy? Well, he's the ultimate Ryan when you talk about Chicago Bears. I'm talking about yeah. I mean, There's a lot of Ryan. What are we that getting we, the DeLorean now? Well, I'm just saying. No, I mean, I'm that's like, the yeah. Ult- we went way back. I'm going back to back. <laughs> I'm talking about like right now. Like let's throw uh, let's throw Rex out there. Let Rex uh, right, right, right. Let, let fire Eberflus, and then everybody could be Ryan. Okay? Well, Ra- well, Buddy Ryan might be the most beloved coach in the history of the Chicago Bears, with the exception of George Hallis. Uh, I mean, you, can, can we throw Mike Ditka in? He was the head man. He did win the Super Bowl there. You and I both know Marco. They did not like Mike Ditka. Who didn't like him? His player, Mike players, did not like Mike Ditka. They, uh, they, 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 that team was was the, the heart. Jr. Tell me if you agree with this. The heart and soul of that '85 Bears team was Buddy Ryan. Uh, 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 why do you say nobody liked Ditka? I, I'm, I'm because I'm he was lost pompous. He was arrogant. He was a guy that benefited from the defensive genius of Buddy Ryan. A lot of people feel like Buddy Ryan should have been the head coach of that team. Um, they, he was, he was beloved by that. those players. It, when I when I think about people hating Mike Ditka, I think I think his latter years, when he was just kind of around and and standing around next to people wearing wedding dresses and. And being a loser, I think rookie. that's when people started to just like I don't like Mike Ditka. I'm not. Uh, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, w- was it Ricky Williams wearing that wedding dress? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess Ditka he, with they, the cigar when he traded his whole draft to get Ricky Williams. Yeah, that's the guy that uh, Saint fans don't like. Mike Ditka. Bears fans love Mike Ditka. Lo- well, well, but they love him the player. I don't know if they loved him as a coach. They did. He brought as a, a title to them. How do they won? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Well, do Ravens fans love Brian Billick? Like I, people, people uh, give Marvin Lewis credit for that Super Bowl, not Brian uh, Billick. People, uh, mm. I don't know. People like the players, man. I don't know. Do do do? Uh, here, here's a simple question. Okay, uh, we got a 20 year sample size here. Do do Patriots <laughs> fans love Belichick? Who well, that, cares? Well, this is different because you guys know we know Belichick without the player. We've seen him without the player now, uh, so I'm we know it's been about gener- the player. I'm just saying in a general sense. He's also, think, not an, he's also not a likable human being. Yeah, but in a general sense. Let's just say it's arbitrary Coach X. And let's pick a team. Do Laker fans care about Phil Jackson? Like, no. Well, they, they, they revere Pat Riley. Yeah, but I think, is that, a, or would they go Magic Johnson? I, I think there are very few, there are very few coaches ever that preside over quote-unquote you know, uh, classic teams, dynasty teams, historical teams. You want to talk about the, the, the 85 Bears or you want to talk about the Yankees. Like, Yankee fans, I think they have an affinity for Joe Torre. I think they, lo- I think they love Joe Torre. Love but him. do they care more about Derek Jeter or Torre? Like, well, we, we, know, we know it's the captain. We know it's the guy that played 20 years for New York. But we also understand that Joe Torre is beloved in New York. He's yeah, beloved. Just... So was so was Bill Walsh in San Francisco. I, I, I'll tell you guys this much: the greatest Packer of all time. It's not Rodgers. It's not Favre. It's not Star. It's not Reggie. It's Vince Lombardi. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can we can talk. Yeah, we know who the legendary coaches are. I, I just think that fans, when you boil it down, you can say, "Oh, I like that guy." I think fans have more of a stronger opinion if they hate a coach than they love one. Because if the team is having success, it's typically because there is a star player out there, man. 
So I don't, I don't know about that dick good thing. Well, I Vince just... Lombardi was the star, Jr. Because you and I both know they were awful before he got there, and they they were a one win team with Bart Starr before Vince Lombardi showed up. Yeah, well, he's he's also a dude out of New York, so I'm not I'm not debating that. That's right, Fordham. But That's right. It's, it, yeah, he got a nice uh, nice statue in the building, and you think outside too. But it's it's I'm not talking about one particular coach. We can go through the Vince Lombardi's, the Mike Ditka's, the Joe. We can pull out any historical coach. I think, especially more so in recent history, when I talk recent, I'm talking 30, 40, maybe 50 years. Like, I, I, I think as we've gone through time, I don't think fans give a damn who the coach is. Like, that's just that's not it, especially now as they get hired and fired more than ever. Like, who cares who the coach is? I could care less who coaches the New York Jets. Let me know when they win. I don't care who coaches the Yankees. Let me know when they win. I don't care who coaches the Knicks or the Hawks. Let me know when they win. I just think fans look at the players because coaches, let's be real, and maybe this has changed over time. Coaches are now replaceable. It's just like who's going to be the dude who's going to babysit these guys and make sure they don't hate each other? That's just, I, I think that's what it is. And help me out. How the hell do we end up talking about coaches instead of the Bears and the Vikings? <laughs> well, because there wasn't much else to talk about with this game, JR. Oh, well, thank you. Marco, what was the first question I asked you? Do you remember? Oh, uh, quarterback, <laughs> right? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Shep got in my head. Sorry I don't about know. That. It was, you, asked, you asked Marco, would he punt or keep Justin Fields? <laughs> yeah, and, and somehow we ended up talking about Mike Dicker. <laughs> happens. Okay, 2023. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to talk more about this terrible-ass game. We're going to talk about the Bears and their future, what they can or can or shouldn't do. And then we'll get into some of the uh, some of the other games. We'll talk more Michigan and Dion and, yeah, basketball. We got a lot to do. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. JR, how are you? You are amazing. You should be called a sports professor. Anybody ever call you that? Call in now at 855 212 4 CBS. The answer is no. 855 212 4 CBS. That's 855 212 4 CBS. I'm going to get to some of your calls uh, at the top of the hour. We're going to get right back to the Chicago Bears and their victory tonight over the Minnesota Vikings. And then we'll also hear from uh, DJ Moore. We'll talk more about the future uh, for Justin Fields and what the Chicago Bears should do. I think they're basically buying time before it's time to just uh, move on and give him the boot. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Lou. He's calling from North Carolina. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Go ahead, Lou. Hey, JR. How you doing, buddy? Excellent. What's up? Oh, I'll just make this quick because I know you're going to be coming, coming up on a break. I missed you last week, but I want to tell you that Chef did a great job uh, filling in for you. Uh, he did a really nice job. Well, he's for awesome. Well, we, we know that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, what I was going to talk to you about, I heard you guys talking about uh, different quarterbacks that, that uh, the Carolina Panthers should pick up. And one guy that you didn't you didn't mention, who I think is the best quarterback 
in the country, college-wise, is Bo Nix. Well, to, and to, to I well, believe, hold on before believe, you hold on, hold on. But you, you, one thing right, that you ahead. yeah, one thing you said go is ahead. inaccurate. That that ain't for Carolina. You, Carolina stinks. They're not gonna if even if they they lose and have to pick, it goes to Chicago. All right. Well, you you guys were mentioned three quarterbacks. I think Caleb Williams was one of them. Yes. I can't remember the other two. Drake May, out of from where you're from in the Carolinas, North Carolina. Well, you know Drake May played my alma mater, NC State, this past Saturday, and he he didn't complete a pass until the first second quarter, and State killed them. 39 to 20. Uh, but anyway, he uh, I don't know what his percentage was, but he looked horrible against NC State. Yeah, but I don't think but anyway, I don't think I don't yeah, it is a big anyway. I don't think they're going to draft or not draft him based on that one performance. It, everybody's well, a prospect. But but go ahead, finish up. But anyway, I was thinking about uh, you did mention three guys and I don't know which team you were referring that they should pick him up. But why wasn't Bo Nix in that mix? Uh, because I'm looking at – I wasn't looking at – I wasn't putting together these are the top one, two, three, or four QBs. I decided right. to mention who I believe would go number one. And I think right. in going number one, I believe it would either be Caleb Williams or Drake May. That's not to say that right. Bo Nix cannot be in the mix, but I'm going right. to throw you back to, to what I just said. All of these dudes are prospects. And even to take a look at Drake May, people aren't looking at what he did this past weekend. People aren't looking at what he did two weeks ago. They're looking about they're looking at what he can do physically from his size, his skill set, and what he can do. Bo Nix right. and people will look at this. They will look at him and have looked at him and said, Okay, this is what he's doing at Oregon. All right. Once he gets out of the quote unquote wild, wild west and has to go past one read into two and three different reads, what is he going to do? It's tough. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to talk more college. We'll talk more pro. I'll talk to you. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Don't move. Monday Night Football's over. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 